0: recording with the great uh, great claire lopez and uh been a while since we spoke and um just, just jump right into it so your newest uh article that you've written and uh i'll i guess i'll post it in the description and yes you sent me all those links last time so that's the new copy and pasted oh, cool. thing for claire uh claire lopez episodes is the uh biden are you listening and it's the cries for yeah. freedom and it's so newly elected president and Iran. They're going through the worst drought in 50 years. Their hydroelectric system is about to collapse and there's people in the streets. And then we just turned down a group of, uh, well, not just, maybe like a week ago, we turned, we officially turned down a group of uh, Cuban refugees on a little flotilla. And, uh, before that, the, uh, I think the secretary of department or the yeah, secretary of the department of Homeland security Homeland
1: said, security. Uh-huh. Alejandro Mayorkas.
0: yeah, he said, we won't, but that was even then that was still all words. He said, we won't accept them, yep. but now they have officially physically rejected them and turned them around oh, no. all the while bringing in millions to the Southern border all the while saying that we need a COVID test. And it's, uh, you know, at, at a certain point it does kind of make sense, uh, I remember someone tweeted like uh, a week ago said, remember 1984 had the officials put out contradicting comments every day. It's not because they're stupid or incompetent. It, it's meant to break your morale. And at a certain point, it kind of seems like that, but what do you think of everything? Well, can you expand on your article Biden? You well,
1: listening? yeah, let's go to the article then. Um, and, and, and thanks for highlighting that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wrote that piece. It's now a few weeks ago that I actually wrote it. Right. Um, right. There we go at Front Page Magazine. Uh, by the way, FrontPageMagazine.com. dot com. Um, lot of good stuff there, not just my own. Um, but this piece, um, the the inspiration for it uh, came from watching just the kind of things that you're talking about, Tommy. So um, I don't I don't know if everybody realizes how many of the Iranian people have been in the streets protesting, demonstrating, going on strike. Uh, in cities across the country, for so many weeks and months, and yes, that um, water shortage um, and the, the drought that caused it, um, and the um, uh, the shortage of uh, you know electric power because of that too, um, you know it, it 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 was a sort of a trigger moment, and uh, that that particular uh, the focus of the drought. It, it's it's nationwide in Iran. But the worst part of it seems to be in the southwestern province of Khuzestan. Now, if people might be able to envision sort of the um, the map there of the Middle East, Khuzestan um, um, borders right up against Iraq, uh, which would be to its west. It's northwest, uh, and also it's on the Persian Gulf. Persian Gulf to its west, um, but it's populated by Arabs now. People probably know that there are a whole bunch of different ethnic groups in Iran, and barely, if half, are Persians. The rest belong to other groups like Baluchis, Azeris, um, Kurds, and these uh, Khuzestan Arabs. And because they're Arabs um, and not Shiite, they're Sunnis, uh, they have long complained that they get the short end of the stick when resources are being allocated from the central government in Tehran, um, and I think there's a lot of a lot of truth to that, a lot of credibility to that. Um, but you know, the 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 other thing that they they are talking about is, of course, massive massive corruption and mismanagement. It's not just the drought. It's not you know just the shortage of. You know, water and electricity there, um, but it but it has to do with long time. I mean, this this regime now has been in power for forty years since the revolution, the Khomeini, you know, revolution in nineteen seventy nine. Uh, longer than that, longer than forty years, um, and any time, and, and this gets to the article. I think any time you've got a tiny elite that seizes power by force at the barrel of a gun. And it could be an Islamic uh, tyranny. It could be a communist tyranny. Um, you know, it, it it could be something else. But anytime you've got that tiny elite that seizes power, you know, they may be full of promises and platitudes. Oh, we're gonna fix things. We're gonna make it better. The Shah uh, before this time, right? The Shah was autocratic, and, and he's a monarch, and he wasn't elected, and it wasn't Democrat. Okay, all that's true, right? Uh, we're going to make it better. Well, no, they're not. Um, and, and it's the same thing with, with communists. They'll promise some kind of utopia to come. But honestly, all it's ever about um, is the seizure of power by a tiny elite, which then mooch off of you know the entire rest of the population, which is totally subjugated. Uh, no, no, you know, Bill of Rights, 10th, uh, uh, you know, 10 amendments or any other number of amendments uh, to our Constitution, none of that. Uh, it's simply about grabbing power for a tiny elite that then uh, lives very well while the rest of the society not only, you know, lives as paupers, I mean, in, in, in utter poverty, but is oppressed and slaughtered. Mm-hmm. along the way as well that's what's going on in iran and i wanted to highlight the fact that the people in the streets yes the trigger was this water shortage and it really is very severe um but uh what the people are clamoring in the streets with their chanting it's not we want water turn on the electricity that's not what they're saying they're saying death to the dictator Margbar bar dictator in Farsi. Marg uh, bar In other words, death to the supreme leader by name. This is what they're chanting. Azadi, Azadi, Azadi means freedom in Farsi. This is what they're chanting, and I think um, it's it, it's just been a really a blackout uh, in terms of the U.S. And, and and generally the Western media to cover that why they're in the streets, what they're asking for, what they're demanding, what they're clamoring for. They want to bring down the entire regime at this point. Uh, it's not just get the water back on. Uh, it's this regime has to go. We're up to here with it, and, and we're done, out. And then, of course, the second uh, part of the article that I wrote uh, was about Cuba. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very much the same story there, right? Tiny elite... Of uh, Castro's communists, and yes, they were communists, um, seized power in a revolution back in 1959 in Cuba and took that power away from, again, a military dictatorship, Batista. Yes, that's true. But I don't think folks also realize how uh, prosperous and how advanced Cuba was at that time, you know, by contrast with other Caribbean or Latin American countries, and even by contrast with some European countries, uh, higher per capita income, um, higher GDP, uh, higher uh, levels of education. All of this was happening under the military dictatorship, which was a dictatorship, yes. But along comes Castro uh, and, and the communists, and by the way, um communism is not about economics no. you might think that reading karl marx friedrich engels the communist manifesto yeah Uh, but it's really not it's about the seizure of power as i said before for that tiny elite and 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 the subjugation of everybody else in society they live like King. well kings i mean uh uh, Fidel Castro died a multimillionaire. Yeah, Raúl Castro, his surviving brother, uh, stepped down from power, but but still kicking. Um, a multimillionaire, likewise.
0: Yeah.
1: M- what's communist about that? Because communism is not about economics.
0: It's. Um, it never was. To,
1: to, anyway, that's that's the article. Yeah. Oh, and 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 then I'll, I'll just add one last thing. And that is um, about the chanting in the streets, right? So uh, the Cubans are in the streets, of course, chanting and and, uh, demonstrating. Um, And they, too, are not clamoring for, I don't know, more electricity or, you know, whatever. Uh, They're crying libertad. Libertad in Spanish means liberty. Um. They also want an end to the dictatorship, the communist dictatorship uh, in 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 Cuba. So that's why I put those two instances together. I could have added different and more others uh, but I wanted to you know keep it compact within a word count. Uh, but I thought those were very good examples. Uh, I did leave out China and Hong Kong and Tibet and that that really could be a whole you know another subject for another, article. Perhaps it will be. Uh, but this was Iran and Cuba. But the point being, it's about the people rising up in the streets to clamor, to cry for their liberty. And our administration, and as you mentioned, Tommy, um, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorcas, who himself is an immigrant from Cuba, um, <clears throat> You know, uh, basically just said, Cubans, forget about it. You wanna come here for liberty? You wanna come here for your freedom? Forget about it, it's not gonna happen. We're gonna send you back. And he's already done that. I mean, can you imagine anything more despicable, disgusting and evil than that man? Hard, too. Um, While at the same time, the entire Southern border remains wide open, uh, millions pouring across, or at least it's projected to be a couple million by the end of this year, mm-hmm. um, and you know, carrying with them a, a good a good number with, with disease, uh, you know, be it the vi- the coronavirus or any of a number of other diseases that we know are are endemic in places they come from, like for example, um, antibiotic resistant tuberculosis. But nobody's testing them. Or at least maybe not until they arrive at their final destination, uh, chauffeured uh, either on U.S. government provided buses or flown mm-hmm. on U.S. military aircraft into our cities and towns.
0: Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> to, to go back to the uh, to the living like millionaires or living like kings. Yeah, I had on last week uh, Taylor Downing who wrote a book about 1983 between. Uh, the kind of unknown Cuban Missile Crisis uh, with Andropov and Reagan, but irrelevant. He talked about um, who was it one of the uh, one of the Soviet premiers being in a hospital, but he went into this whole description about well what the what the inner inner party had access to, and they had their own suites, their own medical oh, yeah. suites. They had the best yeah. physicians in all of the Soviet Union. They had some of the world's leading cardiologists. They had, you know, the military would shut down the highways. If there ever was a, like, a medical emergency, you didn't just yep. get an ambulance. You got a military escort with police yep. with guns standing at intersections. Hey, man, sounds good. I'm not saying I wouldn't be for them, tempted for that. Sure, sure. But let's they call- get
1: to shop. In yeah, special, uh, uh, special stores with, absolutely you know western goods not available to the rest of the people absolutely uh, they were first on lists for acquiring an automobile which we don't think of it this way but for them an unheard of luxury uh-huh. you could put in a request to buy a car and you might even have the money for it like cash uh, purchase i mean there's none none of this you know five-year Uh, you know, financing. No, 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 no. You you pay for it all. You can have all that and you still go on a list and wait for 15 years to Mm -hmm. get a car. Mm -hmm. Same thing for housing Mm -hmm. in terribly short supply. Uh, People crowded into communal living situations. Teeny, tiny apartments and shared bathrooms in the hallway and perhaps a shared kitchen among how many families, four or five families. This is, this is, what always happens when communists take over?
0: Best case scenario. Best case scenario. <sighs> yeah. M- most of the yeah, time you end up in a work camp or it, it, against a wall. Gulags, yeah, with a bullet in the back of your skull.
1: Uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh-huh. Gulag Archipelago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so, but yeah, that's just one thing I wanted to point out is like, yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's balling. You can live like a king. Just understand that it's a small group of people seizing, it's, hey man, is there anything wrong with ice cream? Is there anything wrong with uh, candy? Not at all. You know, my fat ass likes to indulge every once in a while, probably a little more than I should. But I mean, when an unmarked uh, white van with no windows pulls up in your neighborhood, you know, what's the one thing, you know, I remember... To, I remember to shake hands, look people in the eye when I meet them, say please and thank you, you know, a whole bunch of things my parents taught me. What else did they teach me? Don't take the candy. Don't take the ice cream. Don't get in the van. <laughs> well, when someone comes along and it's, hey, free healthcare, free college, what do you want? You just got to get in the van. Oh, boy, you know, it's get in the van. It's, it's what is the saying? You know, you can vote yourself into it. You got to shoot yourself out or, you know, the mouse doesn't understand why the cheese is free.
1: Uh-huh. Man, it's
0: it's it's a it's a claw, and then you you can see, yeah, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a new maybe not twist, but rather, uh, I guess, um, what word am I looking for? Derivative of Voltaire's quote: "The to find out who rules over you, simply discover who you can't criticize." There you go. There's yeah. sort of a, a an analogous kind of theme or phenomena to it, and it's to find out what the real news is. Well, one you could say, find out what's censored, right? Talking yes. about election fraud talking about covid vaccines but the other thing you can do is find out what is not being covered and you can look at you know chanting in cuba and it's well these people want their covid vaccines what are they actually saying no they're saying they're sick of communism or uh even occupy wall street these people don't know what they want and you know it's that's but that's a decade ago or what you're saying right now in iran right to simply, or all, let's look at the vaccine passport uh, uh, protests in, in London and in Paris and in Hungary and where else. And it's, there's millions of people on the street and you see these, these like, you kind of these citizen journalists uploaded videos, you know, hanging out at hotels. And you just look and it's just a mass of people going through downtown and all these different cities and it, it crickets.
1: It's kind of amazing, isn't it, to watch the Europeans, the Western Europeans, rising up en masse by the tens of thousands to protest this stuff. And Americans are waking up, um, but not like that, yeah. at least not yet.
0: It's fascinating. It's
1: surprising to me I.
0: it is yeah i think
1: surprising to the europeans too they didn't expect to see that either
0: the, yeah they've kind of been bent over for what seems like most of recent memory in terms of just you know not sticking up for their nation nationalism is bad you know just let it be bulldozed and now all this who knows you know it might be a tipping point it might be because they were closer in proximity to nazi germany maybe there's you know you could almost say like some sort of you know, psychic or generational scars that maybe they're much closer to ground zero? Well, of... you,
1: you know, speaking of that, um, before this whole episode with, with the virus and all, um, we were already watching a split between Western Europe and Eastern Europe, weren't we? Um, and again, getting to, to the point you just made, um, perhaps because so many countries of Eastern Europe Hungary, Poland um, at that time, Czechoslovakia, uh, Bulgaria, Romania, they were under the Soviet boot mm-hmm. for 70 years. And they've not forgotten that, especially places like Poland and, and Hungary. I think they're leading the way Czech Republic today now too, uh, Slovakia. Um, but but. Uh, that very stark difference that, that uh, delineated Eastern Europe from Western Europe, making a lot of people think that if Western-style liberal democracy was going to survive any place, it would be Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, and I think that's still probably true, but it's also heartening to see Western Europeans uh, finally standing up for themselves, too.
0: Yeah. And it's – yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to – it's interesting to dissect, but I'm also not going to be picky and choosy. Yeah, like, you know what? If it took vaccine passports to get it going, who, we'll take it. Like, whatever. Just get it going. But there does – but then it makes you think of, like, we just said, it's, it's mostly in the United States. We're just kind of like, huh. And, you know, maybe that's the whole, you know, what was Reagan's thing. You know, it's it seems like we've been blessed by the creator, you know, separated by two massive oceans and no one can get here – But that might also be like a drawback in that, you know, it's I was grown up in a land of just nothing but opportunity. I mean, literally with with my family and my upbringing. Um, And that's that's awesome. But then it's also like the people brought up in like horrific times are also the ones that also excel because they're closer to that fire. They want to get away from it. It's maybe the very blessing that America is that we're so far from these nations geographically. And I mean, really what, I mean, Pearl Harbor and 9-11, 1812, maybe we don't have, right. We don't have the bombed out countrysides. We don't have the craters that are still from World War One in France, or, you know, the, we don't have the concentration camps, be it being okay. museums, but they're not still here. There isn't the sort of the, the literal and metaphorical scars of World War Two. not to say we didn't lose a lot of people. But, we, but on were, we, itself, we on
1: the land itself, on the homeland yes, itself, is what you mean. Yeah. Very
0: insulated from it. <clears throat> I mean, maybe lower Manhattan, maybe those people probably feel a mm-hmm, little closer mm-hmm. to it. But the vast majority of us don't. Mm-hmm. And it might be that very separation, which is why we're seeming to be slow to the jump, to be like, eh, well, what's this kind of new fascism thing coming in? Eh, White House is telling social media what to do, what not to do. You know, It, it seems a little more distant. But
1: well, we haven't had to fight for our liberty for a very long time in this country. Yes. And other countries have much more recently.
0: Yeah. And and even when we do, it's very far away. There's a troop transport ship. And, you know, we go over to Britain and then we do D-Day. But it's like we're never it's never here. And again, it's a blessing. But kind of back towards uh, your article about, you know, people not recognizing the cries for freedom and the mainstream news not covering it. You also have to wonder how much of that's not being covered here about our own things, protests against vaccine passports. Are we perhaps not getting the full coverage here?
1: Um, You know, it's hard for me to judge what other people see on media Mm -hmm. because I typically kind of drink out of a fire hose every day. And so I don't notice any lack of coverage. Sure. Because I do see it all. And I, I can't be certain what other people are seeing or not seeing. I mean, I suppose if they're watching things like CNN and MSNBC and uh, you know ABC, CBS, NBC, all of those, and that's it, or getting their news off of, I don't know, Facebook and YouTube, uh, present company excluded, of course, um, and uh, or TikTok or something like that, uh, they would not be seeing what I'm seeing. But I, I have a hard time... You know what I mean? Yeah. Judging what other people are are uh, looking at.
0: That's true. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had cable in over a decade. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what the average kind of intake is. Oh, I
1: definitely have cable. I watch Fox News. I watch One America News. I watch Newsmax. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I'm all not, of the above.
0: I'm not plugged into any of those. I, I, so I don't, I have no idea what the what the average, I guess, consumption is. My fire. Well, hose it's just that
1: we issue. need. I think, as many diverse sources as we possibly can get.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: I would never exclude anything. Sure. Uh, And I typically, you know, imbibe a lot.
0: Sure, sure. Is there, now is there any sort of, again, because geographically it's separated, now is there any sort of relation between the protests in Cuba and Iran that they seem to be, there's like a simultaneity to it? Is there any sort of parallel um, to, like, the I Arab don't Spring? know that there
1: are actual connections, or, okay. you know? Uh, they were, yeah, coincidental, certainly simultaneous. Um, it seems to me that they, they arose from different and very local triggers, if you will. Um, but, but the similarity, the similarity is people crying for their freedom and America turning its back. Mm-hmm. Not just turning our backs, spitting on them. The, the despicable creature, a DHS, Mayorkas, just despicable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think we're going to see happen in Iran and Cuba? Is this going to fizzle out? Or is there going to be a, you know, a, well, I mean, a slaughter? What is there going to be? In,
1: in in Iran, you're saying?
0: In Iran and or Cuba.
1: Well, in Iran, yeah, um, like as, presence, as, right? as in Cuba, the, 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 the regime sent out the security thugs, you know, to suppress... Um, the protesters. Um, Iran, as people probably know, uh, has just installed a new president. His mm-hmm. name is Ibrahim Raisi. Ibrahim Raisi formerly was the head of the Iranian judiciary. He came up through the ranks of the regime in the judiciary. Uh, he's most notorious, of course, for his role in the 1988 prison slaughter when he was on uh, the death commission that passed execution sentences on tens of thousands of Iranians. Many of them were just teenagers. I mean, they were kids. And the girls, of course, and the women uh, were um, raped before they were executed because of the twisted Islamic belief that that would prevent them from going to paradise. So this is Raisi. Um, He is absolutely a protege, a close protege of the supreme leader, Khamenei who really tipped him, uh, tipped Raisi to, to, to you know, obviously and openly uh, through the election selection, period, uh, that, that that was his choice. And, and so it turned out to be. Uh, by the way, most Iranians saw straight through that, and um, they boycotted the election. They didn't even go out to vote. They knew it was all a sham. But so this hard, hard, hard... Um, Liner president together with Khamenei um, and a and a really, um, you know, I I almost hate to use the terms hardliner and moderate because there's no such thing. If you're part of the regime, you're not a hardliner. You're not a moderate. You're a freaking jihadi. You're an Islamic jihadi.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And in this case, part of uh, the revolutionary regime uh, in Tehran. But that's that's who's got power now. And uh, we're already seeing in Iran, or coming from Iran, a um, increased you know policy of aggression and belligerence, the attacks on shipping in the area of uh, Strait of Hormuz, uh, the Gulf of Oman, um, other things like uh, the the brazen um, the brazen breaking of, of every single provision. Uh, ever put into the 2015 nuclear deal, the JCPOA or Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, in terms of amount of uh, uranium enriched, in terms of to what level enriched. And let me say here, they've openly admitted to enriching to 60%. IAEA, that's International Atomic Energy Agency, has confirmed that. uh, You can make a nuclear device with 60% enriched uranium optimum is over 90 but there they are and who knows what's going on in the clandestine sites that the iaea inspectors are not allowed to go see Uh, so there's that Um, they're they're fashioning uh uranium metal um which is needed to make a bomb Mm -hmm. so all of these different uh breaches of 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 the nuclear deal going on um, the aggression at sea, uh, the treatment of their own people, um, you know, uh, and it just, um, it, it, it it's really an indicator, I think, that they sense a uh, terminal weakness in the White House, and I, I can't argue with that assessment. Um, yeah. In Cuba, yeah. likewise, um, you know, there's been a harsh uh, suppression of the people, the demonstrators in the street. Um the, uh, the some of the most recent information we, we've heard learned, I think it was at Epoch Times, is that uh, Chinese police goons were in or are in Cuba to help train their police, Cuban police, on how to, you know, shut down demonstrations. <laughs> so uh, things are going to hell in a handbasket rather, rather quickly. Uh, and it's, you know, we're eight months um, into our new administration, which is absolutely, totally collapsing in front of our eyes and the entire world sees it.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems like they're smelling blood in the water, right? Sense of weakness, go in and uh, get what you want while you can, right? I guess when the power's out, go rob the store. And it kind of seems like a full 1960s full circle, right? We have the, the giant hegemony uh, communist power from the far east coming into cuba and helping them i was was gonna say what are they gonna do to start deploying nuclear missiles next but one of our first episodes was the club k missile system so i mean you can only imagine that those are already in place you don't even need cuba for that they have the we don't know for sure no no for sure
1: sure, but uh, it's certainly um, a concern that it's possible so yeah on that gloomy note um
0: is he, you got to wrap up.
1: I, I I have to get on. Oh the oh
0: sorry yeah no normally uh, yeah no, I apologize no but, no uh, no yeah, I, we are
1: gonna have to wrap up no 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 I, I, I really I, am sorry no 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 I, a,
0: I normally ask you beforehand how long can we go and I completely forgot to do that today so that was rude of yeah, me yeah that's
1: okay no 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 we have a lot in already I, I get I get um, you yeah
0: a lot of a lot of dooming. Real quick though, uh, did you watch anything on, or I guess it's still going on, Mike Lindell's Symposium?
1: Quite a bit, uh, not all of it, but quite a bit. And I'm just, I'm so sorry to see the disaster that has happened. It's it's just completely. Yeah. It it, uh, it just completely collapsed. Um,
0: yeah. It seems like it doesn't matter how much information and data you.
1: Well, see. it's not about. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that. The billing, the marquee billing for this three-day event was to have been absolute <laughs> proof. Remember that too? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know. That's of what I mean.
1: Chinese hacking into our election last November 2020. It's been nearly the full three days now. No, not, not quite. Going to finish up tonight. And there's not been a scintilla of evidence presented to that effect.
0: Yeah. And, it's- and
1: number two, apparently Mike Lindell's own top cyber expert guy... I think his name is Josh Merritt, if I remember right. Um, gave an interview last night to the Washington Times, in which he said, "There's no way uh, to show. There's no evidence to show that China did anything hacking into our election whatsoever."
0: Yeah, um, you, you, can, you can't. You can't make those claims. So there's been a them.
1: lot of, you know, claims made. For instance, you you may have seen um mike lindell running through all those different states and saying well this was the posted number this was the big lie number as he calls it of votes for biden for trump this is the real number or these are the real numbers but he never ever gives us even the slightest hint of where those numbers come from
0: yeah and it's
1: zero Silch. And it's, So um, the word coming out of the back rooms with the cyber experts is that they're very frustrated because there's nothing solid, there's no proof, there's no solid information. Now, that all said, um, the many different people uh, over these three days who have come up and uh, provided uh, reporting and testimony about other kinds of fraud, uh, you know, the ballots and and uh, the, the mail-in ballots and the machines and Dominion and all of that, that's uh, that's credible. Mm-hmm. And that's at least uh, as far as to look into it some more. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, that part of it, in large measure, I think, repeated a lot of what was presented at the various different state-level legislative, um, what did they call them, legislative uh, testimonies back in uh, the January-February timeframe this year, 2021, um, when, when Arizona, I think Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, each held a legislative hearing with many, many witnesses. Rudy Giuliani was part of that, you'll recall, Uh, and and, and many others gave testimony. There were sworn affidavits by the thousands. That's credible. And and repetition of that kind uh, of, of evidence, I think is valid and attests to the massive cheating and fraud that went on in that election. No question that election was stolen, just not by China that's
0: all yeah yeah and that's the it's yeah they're, they're taking away any legitimacy to it it's like show what actually happened because if you just scream china 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 at a certain point you have to go is this any better than screaming russia russia russia
1: well and, and the concern of course is that if this uh were um fraudulent uh fabricated uh data inserted into the flow of all the other uh, at least uh ostensibly credible evidence does it taint the rest of it does it cause uh, a, a massive lack or, or loss of um confidence you know a massive loss of credibility on the part of mike lindell yeah uh, and even more broadly other um uh, audits f- forensic audits like coming out of a- arizona soon that report should be should be out um You know, and then more broadly, the overall election integrity effort, the MAGA movement, President Trump, you know, that's the concern that many have and have had, uh, that inserting fabricated information, even if it's a minority of the rest of it, it can serve to taint the rest of it in a way that that causes lack of uh, loss of credibility.
0: It's like saying you have indisputable evidence of who whacked JFK and it's all perfect. And then you also say Elvis was part of it. It just kind of rings <sighs> up. But I, I know I got to let you go. I'm keeping this is,
1: you. Yeah, but, but that, that's the concern that many have had about this symposium. Lots of wonderful people there. And let me just finally say this. I, I myself and everybody that I know, we think that Mike Lindell uh, is an absolute patriot. He is a patriot to his core. He is doing what he thinks is right and best uh, to expose the cheating and fraud of that election, to bring us back to electoral election integrity. Um, and this is not to denigrate Mike Lindell no, no, anyway. At not at all. Uh, we, we, many of us, um, are, are concerned that he may have been used, um, that unscrupulous people, Um, Got into his inner circle and uh, used him with the purpose, the malign intent of discrediting the entire effort.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on all those points. It's, uh, yeah, but I suppose we'll keep finding out more as time goes on. So, with that, Claire Lopez, I will let you go. I know that I have kept you for another ten minutes. Thank you so much for coming on Thank here.
1: Thank you very much. Thank God bless.
0: You. God bless America. Safe travels, and everybody. We will Thank resume you. next Friday, I suppose, whenever I get back. The podcast in general, I'm I'm out for a week too, so I'll see you. Okay. God bless Till America. Then, Stay safe, everybody. Peace.